Hello and welcome to the Imad Show, where we get to sit down with entrepreneurs and creative spirits from around the world. Today, we get to talk about the Saudi dream with none other than Arwa Al-Banawi. She's an award-winning Saudi fashion designer living in Dubai. She founded a fashion line by her own namesake, Arwa Al-Banawi, a brand that's dedicated to daring, feminine, and in her own words, the suitable woman. A brand that puts at the forefront the Saudi narrative, her own personal narrative, but as a dialogue between the East and the West. In this episode, we also get to discuss Arwa's struggle to make her dream of working in fashion a reality. We also get to talk about how it felt to be amongst the world's leading designers to showcase at the first ever fashion show in Saudi Arabia. I really hope that you guys enjoy the show. Arwa is truly, truly a beautiful human being. Um, so let's get straight to it. Yeah, I grew up there. I studied there, high school, university, my first job. All in Saudi. All in Saudi. Wow. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a pure Jaddawi. Nice. Yeah. And it, I mean, it shows in, in the work that you do. Uh, we're going to get you. to it. <laughs> but uh, so how, what were your, um, what were your inspirations growing up? My inspiration. Um, so, you know, being, growing up in a very, I call Jidda a very humble, authentic, um, cool place. You know, like until this day, the friends that I grew up with uh, from high school, my cousins were very close. Um, it's very, it really has that community kind of feel, you know, okay. until this day. So um, I've always wanted to be in fashion. You know, my inspiration mostly started from my mother. Yeah. Um, every time I'd walk in, on my mom, she's either painting on ceramics or painting um, on canvas. She has classes in the house, um, so or she's designing. So she's really a very creative person. She's an artist. So it came from a very early age. You were yeah. exposed to this stuff. Exactly. So I used to always, like when she has a class, she's like, Edwa, come. And I'd sit next to her and I'd help her with. Yeah. And this was when I was maybe seven, eight. So I, it's like, I feel when people ask me, you know, how did this happen? I feel, you know, it really chose me rather than I chose it mm -hmm. because out of, and my mom always says like, when we sit and we talk about it, she's like, out of all the f four of you, like me and my siblings, yeah. I'm the only one that was very curious. Like I'm the only one that grasped that artistic, um, surroundings that were surrounding me in the house. The rest of my brothers, not so much, maybe better. Uh, my brother Badr Mushlaz is an amazing artist. He's an artist yeah. um, so you know, it's really something that you, I feel you really grasp it as a kid. You know, if you're into it, you're just gonna find yourself finding a way to, you know, um, paint or use your hands. When, you know, when your mom was bringing you into these workshops. Were you just sitting or were you trying to kind of understand and play around with what she was doing? I was a very quiet child, like okay. always. I was really, really quiet. So, you know, I'm, I observe a lot. Like I'm always watching, Yeah. you know, I was one creepy. of those kids. <laughs> very <laughs> okay, creepy. Like I was always looking, you know, yeah. always observing. Like I would not say anything and I just watch, you know, like I remember that very well. Like a lot of even in school, they used to tell my mom, your daughter is very quiet. Like, she doesn't socialize. She's quiet. I'm always observing. I'm always, you know, just looking. Because, so I feel when I sat with her, when she has her classes, yeah. my mom, 
I immediately can grasp and start to work and, and do the craft she's doing because I've been looking for a while. I've been observing it for a while. You I know? completely relate to you like being the quiet um, <laughs> and, and, and or just observing because I as a child was, I mean, I'm still, I still consider myself shy. But I was super shy. I had like four friends growing up. Wow. I would refuse to go to anyone's houses. They all had to come to my house. <laughs> in school, I would talk to no one. I had long hair. I'd like in the corner, just like, you know, quietly just being uh, wow. non-existent. And look where we are now. And look where we are now. I really have a theory about that. What is it? I swear. Please like, tell me. Because, you know, like when you're in high school yeah. and how the dynamics of a high school is, you know, even with teachers, mm -hmm. you know, the very quiet on on her own on their own kids you know there are they're always like seen as oh my god they don't socialize they don't have yeah. social skills uh, skills as kids and you know we're worried about their future and i'm like it's very interesting like the popular girls that I, at least i used to know yeah. um you know the very popular mean girls you know what i mean that i never got along yeah. with anyway you know I feel when you are that at a young age, that doesn't make you that you're going to be an amazing entrepreneur one day when okay, you grow up. Yeah. I feel I when I listen to stories of designers and entrepreneurs and they look at back in the day how they were in school, I feel they were the ones that were always quiet and always, you know, to their own. And we were introverts. And exactly. I feel those are the ones yeah. that become very creative when they grow yeah. up. It's actually the opposite of what you know, the school principal would tell your parents, by the way, she has no friends. <laughs> <laughs> your daughter's weird. <laughs> yeah, I completely, I completely agree with you. Like now I'm not that shy person yeah. anymore, but I really was as a kid. And I feel now, I swear when like, you know, my my friends, they tell me, that, I mean, they're a bit older than me, but who have kids and their daughters are in 11, 12 years old. Yeah. I tell them, by the way, don't be worried. It's fine. Because I was like that. It's when you grow up, and you choose your friends wisely, I feel that's because, you know, creative people are like that. They, they're they very selective. to themselves, very selective. Yeah. And that's something that I feel parents should look at from in their kids at a young age because if you have a kid like that, you need to encourage focus more that. and encourage yeah. and not make them feel, you know... Like they're know, displaced or... Exactly, because what high school feels, yeah. you know, you have to be the socialite in school. Yeah. No, I like I don't... I completely agree with you. You know? I have a question now. Tell do me. you feel like you said that you were you used to be shy yeah do you still consider yourself shy because i still consider like no one will agree to this mm. i can tell you for a fact we can go downstairs we can ask anyone <laughs> like this fucker isn't shy but do you consider yourself shy um i am yeah i am i am a very shy person but um at the same time i feel i am more confident than how i was interesting um but but definitely, I'm still, yes, I am still shy. Like, for example, if it's a big event and yeah. um, like like recently, just last week, it was the um, Grazia the Awards. Grazia Awards. Yeah. And, you know, when they... And you won. Yeah, I did. did. Thank you. <laughs> so when they called my name, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass How by all that? of those people. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, my head is down. At the same time, I want to say hi to everyone, you know, because I'm seeing a lot of the people I know on the... Yeah tables at the same time my face like if you look closely thank god it wasn't really lit like it was a bit dark my mm. face would be really red but i'm shy but at the same time i have to as we call it awajib what does that mean awajib means um and you're shy but awajib you know you, you do the do the right um you know uh, you have to present yourself okay. you know and like be you know say hi and you know be upfront 
but at the same time <laughs> i'm very shy from the inside <laughs> but yeah i love it okay so this this reinforces how i am as well brilliant um you talk a lot about family mm. we were just discussing the artwork that your brother has over here your mother um has family always been the anchor to you and and how has that family dynamic been you, you're one daughter to three brothers uh two brothers one older one sister old, older sister okay yeah. so how's that family dynamic been for you growing up um we're very close very close uh until now alhamdulillah mm-hmm. um but still i i always was the one that wanted my space you know like growing up and this is something my mom knows and she relates to because she's I'm very similar to yeah. her. She's an artist. So um, she understands that element. She understands it. it very much. So like in the house, I always had my own, like my room was downstairs when everyone's room was upstairs. Okay. So like I was like, I had my own and this is my family home in Jeddah. Um, so I was always the one that had her own section. Okay. Because I like to be left alone sometimes. I like to listen to music. I collect records. I love art. I'm always catching something or I have glue gun in my... Uh, so I'm like gluing something, you know, on a basket or I don't know, making a fruit basket. You never know. Okay. <laughs> so I'm always... So I all always, kinds of weird shit all in kind your of house. Weird. In Arwa's quarter. In my room. So I was really one of those kids that, you know, when, you know, your parents would tell you, listen, go to your room or, you know, my room was my, my haven. You know, I had all of my stacks of magazines and pictures everywhere and my journal. And it was really my, you know, my, my space, you know. So, sanctuary, um, basically. You're the yeah, cave. exactly. My cave. So, yeah, yeah my, my brothers were very close. And now, alhamdulillah, like when I started my brand, they really push me. Um, they're all in a way, they're, they have a sense of style. I think we just got that genetically from my mother and yeah. my dad. Um, they do like throw in ideas every now and then. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cool. Like alhamdulillah, they, um, they really support me, especially that they know I'm very hardworking, so passionate about what I do. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, my mom really was the anchor because she gets it. Like she gets when, you know, I'm... I'm really, you know, stressed and, you know, I get burnt out, for example. I'm not feeling so creative at a time. You know, she just knows what needs to be done. I love (laughs) that because it's it's so fundamentally important to have that anchor and someone so close to you even and someone who you've grown up with that has encouraged you and, and understands because, I mean, you're flesh and blood, but still she really understands what you're going through um, and helps you kind of grow. Yeah. So I love that. Um, but you weren't always in fashion? No. Where did you, stu- what did you study? I studied finance. Oh my God, high <laughs> five. <laughs> you too? Me too. Oh my God. I hate it so much. It was, right? But look, honestly, like, alhamdulillah, now I know why my dad really forced that. Okay. Like, we made a deal. He's like, because I wanted to get into fashion. I still have a letter. Yeah. I wish I can find it for you. I wrote it to my dad when I was 14. Wow, okay. And I still have it. I have it on my laptop. Is it, is I it saved not framed? it. <laughs> <laughs> I sent him a letter and I said, Baba, I want to study fashion. I want to go to Parsons University. Okay. This is my dream. 14. I was 14. Wow. And my dad was like, listen, I will not stop you from your dream, but you will make a deal. You get your finance degree and then go do fashion. I'm like, why? He's like, listen, 
no matter what in life, your check is going to come in numbers. Yeah. So you need to know your numbers. It's true. I'm like, okay, fine. So I got my finance degree. I got excited when I got my first job interview. You know, like I feel it was more about, okay, I'm feeling independent. You know, I go to the interview, wait How for the call. Experience? So I got my first job in Jeddah. I worked in uh, Al-Ahli Bank. Okay. Uh, I worked in the treasury department. I did my internship there and then they offered me a job and then I got another job offer in Dubai with an investment bank. Okay. So I said, you know what, let me try it out. And then while I was here for the internship in Dubai, London College of Fashion announced that they're having their first kind of like pop-up um, uh, in classes in Dubai. So the whole faculty comes, they come for like a month and they do the intense courses. Um, for a week and you take your uh, your diploma. Yeah. So I said, wow, okay, why don't I do it while I'm, I'm working? So I finished the internship and then I just immediately took the courses with London College of Fashion. It was in, always... In unison? You're doing both of these things at the same time? Yeah. Uh, and then I... Um, I just left banking, of course. I got so hooked creatively. I was really happy that I'm finally in school, you know, and, and, you and learning do. the skills yeah. of what I want to do rather than just, you know, self-teaching myself this whole time. And you were self-teaching. Like you knew, I mean, you didn't give up on that passion at no. age 14 when your dad was like, no. go into finance. So how, how were you managing that? Like going into university, like were you, were you looking up articles? You were reading up? Always. Like for one, I... Um, you didn't I mean, study design. Until no. London College of Fashion. Yeah, I didn't study design. But like, so, you know, and this is something that I always say to, you know, when interns ask me and I said, you know, I was in Jeddah. At that time, there wasn't um, uh, fashion design departments in universities. Mm -hmm. Now they do. So Which now the university I graduated from, yeah. they have a fashion design department. Amazing. So subhanAllah how time really passes. Yeah. And so they didn't. So what I was in college, there was the creative the creative art club, something like okay. that. So that you me were part and my of a friend club. came up with. Oh, yeah. you came up. <laughs> and everyone, the faculty was like, what is she doing? She's a finance student, yeah. but she's sketching and painting and, you know, making. So we did this huge project and um, I made these beautiful garments out of recycled products. Okay. Um, so there was a, an actual dress that was made out of Starbucks cups. Oh. Yeah. I mean, did cool. it have themes of like Ramadan cups and like Christmas no. cups? <laughs> no, we didn't have. No, no, it wasn't. No, I wish though, but no, it was just the classic one. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was part of a club. I I used to, I was obsessed with Vogue magazine. Yeah. Like I and I used you know we did not have Instagram those days. Yeah. Like it's not like so if you don't buy the magazine if you don't watch fashion TV you would not know what Armani or uh, Gucci is doing next season. You know you have to see that and read the pages, and read about them. And um, I really feel like, subhanAllah, you know, like there's a beautiful saying I love by um, um, by uh, Steve Jobs, I think he said this. Mm -hmm. He said, you always connect the dots looking backwards yeah. and not forward. Yeah. So I remember my mom and I would sit in our family living room, and when fashion TV, like when they always showcase the designers in the shows, we used to play this game. This was since I was a kid. So... My mom would tell me, guess the designer before the name comes up. Okay. So I was a kid when my mom taught me that. And that's when I knew and I learned about aesthetic. So how you would know a designer's aesthetic and how important aesthetic is in designers in the fashion, in any fashion brand. And you can really tell an aesthetic 
before you know who the designer is and you look mm-hmm. at the label. So fashion TV would always, they have the show and then the name pops up in the end. So my mom was like, quickly, who is it? So we always play that game. So yeah. my mom would say a designer, I'd say a designer. And most of the time, you know, I, by training, I would always guess it right. So I always trained my mind. I need to know the designer before the name comes up. But at this point, you're also understanding aesthetic and the yeah. power of aesthetic. Exactly. Um, so I always tell, like, when you really want, and honestly, I'll be, I'll be very honest here. I really, if you tell me when I was 15 years old in Jeddah and I had this mood board of, you know, all the images and what I want to be and all of that. And, and my dad was like, take finance. I'm like, my God, I hate finance. <laughs> and I'm going through that hell. Yeah. You know, at some point, I really, if you ask me, would this happen right now? I tell you, it, it somewhat looked impossible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, how is that going to happen? You know, I'm, I need to learn fashion now. I want to start my brand someday. And then how is it going to happen? And, you know, and my, my parents at that time, they wanted me close to home. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to go to Paris or London. But, you know, subhanAllah, you know, like when they say you really dream of something and you just keep, keep at it and you keep at it and you keep at it, you know, some universe will give you a the way. Like there's gonna a way is gonna for you. Yeah. You meet people. You know, like um, after banking, like after my internship was done, and I finished my courses with the London College of Fashion. I was at the magazine shop. Mm-hmm. Remember the magazine shop uh, in the IFC? Yes, there was the IFC. That it was, was also my, Media City. Oh my God! Right. It was by a brown book. That yeah, place it was, was my office. Rushes. I used to love I that. I love place. that space. Right. Yeah. So it was nice. such a cool space. Yeah. Um, and I was there every day on my laptop and I was just, you know, I said, let me look for a job to work in a magazine or work anything related to fashion mm-hmm. in the industry. At least I'd get to know the industry and, you know, I would just get excited before I start my own brand. I wasn't ready. But you knew at this point that you wanted to start your own brand. Yeah, but I just wasn't ready to make the first step. So um, this guy comes out of nowhere. Was it Kamal? No, it was Yusuf. <laughs> okay. Yusuf was working at Brown Book. And he's like, I see you here every day. What do you do? Do you work like in a magazine? Are you, what do you do? You're always in a magazine <laughs> shop working on your laptop. I'm like, no, I'm actually looking for a job. He's like, really? Okay, I work at Brown Book. I said, what? I love Brown Book. Yeah. One of the um, most amazing publications. Based beautiful. Yeah. And it was really the magazine that for us, it was such an inspiration at that time because it really did merge East and West. Thank you, you know for what bringing I mean? out this Every concept. Topic. Loved it. Even yes. magazine shop. Yes. You know, it yes. was all about bringing the magazines. You read about fashion, art. But at the same time, you know, when you get your cup, it said Iqra in Arabic. Yeah. So it was really my first kind of, you know, knowledge into when I want a brand, I want to have it to have that East and West in it. You know what I mean? But it sneaks in. You don't really see it until you really... You know what I mean? The reason why I'm smiling is because this is exactly where I wanted the conversation to go and you're just bringing in that way. And this is why I love what you do because you're the personification of East Meets West. Thank you so much. Um, And please go on. Go on your... You were saying... (laughs) So I got the job and uh, Ahmed and Rashid are such an inspiration. Like the whole family, you know? And in a way, they really became my mentors at the time. And uh, after like... I was working with them for a year. I met so many people. I was uh, working closely with uh, all the fashion brands, mm-hmm. um, coming up with marketing concepts yeah. for them with Brown Book. And then I told the guys, guys, I want to start my own brand. 
they're like, okay, well, we can, I'm like, but I still don't know how and what, and I don't know what. And um, at that time, Yasmin Rasul was working at Brown Book. Love her. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> you cannot not see her and not just smile and I like, know, just right? hug her like the biggest hug ever. She's I awesome. swear, this girl, I mean, I swear, she, I would say looking back, she was one of the reasons why I really pushed myself. I told Yasmin in Brown Book, I'm like, Yasmin, I really want to start my own brand. She's like, I would do it. Do it now. Listen, this I'm going to introduce also, you. This is the energy that she comes with. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm going to introduce you to people. And I swear, she just in, in, like did an email intro with a graphic designer, yeah. with uh, a girl, an Emirati girl that has her own brand. And this girl is so sweet. Like she told me, you know, where to start and what to do and how, you know, the whole, you know, and, and I, I really remember Yasmin at that time because if she didn't give me that nudge, it's yeah. amazing how I say, you know, how the universe sends you people. Exactly. When you want something, it just happens. And it's weird. It's it's the right time. It's the time. Yeah. That you're ready to exactly. accept this message from the universe. So is when true. these people kind of show up, they've always been around. Exactly. Um, but it's yeah. only then that they actually show themselves. Yeah. Um, and start coming into your life more and more and more. Yeah. Um, so incredible. So Yasmin, okay. And uh, yeah, that's how it happened. Now let's this go. Was five years ago. Five years ago, Arwal <laughs> in magazine shop, <laughs> <laughs> and Ahmed and Rashid are amazing. I remember I asked Ahmed, I'm like, Ahmed, do I call the brand? I don't know, like, um, uh, like let me call it something around the word suit. And he's like, no, call the brand your name. And I said, why? He's like, because you have to be make this brand a really like what you want it to be. It's a merge of East and West. You're a Saudi designer. You're Arab. Keep your keep your name, because that way the brand will translate into East meets West. It's you. It has that um, love for heritage that you wanna portray in the brand and sharp suiting. He's like, keep your name. So he was in a way, you know, like you know, it was it was very. He, they helped me a lot also, like when I got to come to get inspiration. I love it. I love the fact. I so Arwal Banawi the designer and the brand you you really are the personification of east meets west because the way your messaging is the way your brand is um the people that you reach out to the way the brand message kind of showcases saudi saudi culture um emirati even culture i mean the gulf culture um and brings it to a palatable and under like it just bridges that gap yeah you know like it's it's with our conference what we were doing was the same thing east meets west it's, it's bringing people so from true. the east to understand that the middle eastern narrative because so many people in this day and age do not really understand what happens in the middle east that's so true to give you just another really weird example of east meets west today i was just at uh, i was in al sarkar avenue and i was talking to the guys at tashkir uh, at uh, tamashi i, was ah, I love tamashi so nice um, and he was telling me about all of these places that he's been doing trips in in uh, in Saudi. Yeah, he goes to the best places. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa! I how did I not know this? Yeah. You know, and it's just incredible that he has now also taken up a, a way to now showcase the Middle Eastern narrative, and that's what you're doing with your brand. Yeah. Um, and just going into it a little bit, like every single collection that you do is has a name. Yeah. Um, and has such a massive focus on specific elements. We are a kingdom, Banat. Um, what were the other ones? Bedouins. Bedouins, exactly. And the way you play on words. it's And when you see it on social media, like now we have Instagram and we have Facebook and, and everywhere around, 
you see the brand personifying the Saudi culture, but then being shown in the West. Yeah. And without you knowing, you're invoking a, a discussion. You're True. invoking um, a conversation. Mm. And it leads back to something where you might not necessarily have known anything about the Saudi culture. True. And it's so beautiful. It's Thank so, you. so beautiful. I love that. So now that we've, we've discussed the fact that you guys, you have all of these names every single time that you um, do a collection, I'd like to know a little bit more about why and where those names come from. Um, why? Um, I mean, when I first started the brand, so the first collection was called Suitable. Mm-hmm. And the tagline of the brand was the suitable woman. Was? It's no longer? It is. So like when I started. Yeah. So it was like, let's call the first collection the suitable woman suitable. Like it's all about the suiting, but it's very 90s inspired, really cool fabrics. Um, and um, I just feel because, you know, when, when I started the brand and I started it from the region, so between Saudi and, and the, the UAE, yeah. Um, like the brand is really about my life. It's about a story of this girl from beautiful city, Jeddah. And then, you know, that's where really my inspiration started to be a designer. Yeah. And I want to tell this story because I'm also, you know, my parents are travelers. I... I go to uh, Germany and Switzerland a lot. And, you know, Switzerland and Germany, they're very big on house music. Okay. So in a way, I also saw a lot of street culture, you know, when street styling, like I still remember when Sartorialist happened. Yeah. So it was the first blog I followed. It was just starting. Um, so, you know, I, my eyes got familiar with what is street style in the region and what street style when I travel. Interesting. You know, okay. so that's why there's yeah. a lot of street element in my brand. Yeah. It's really contemporary high end, but it flirts with the lines of streetwear. So because I saw growing up streetwear, I saw that whole uh, movement of uh, streetwear f- f- uh, photographs, photography. So yeah. that really was still upcoming at that time with blogs, you know? So before Instagram. Um, You're on Tumblr looking. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Tumblr. Oh my God. Um, so I, I wanted, like I saw my brand as a story. This yeah. is a story that I want to connect with the customers, connect with people about. And I felt the name was so important to have a title for every collection because how this collection starts from choosing fabrics to who's the persona, the muse of this line. Um, there's a story there. So I said, there has to be a title in every collection. So since the first collection, Suitable, 2015, until this day, there's a, there's a story for every collection. And there's always a play in words. So if you don't really, like, you could get it from the first time or you, you'd want to say, what does she mean? You know, like you'd want to think about it. It makes you think. There's that confusion about it. Yes. And I love it. Yeah. I, I, I am like, I love that there's a bit of a confusing element yeah. there. And it makes you think, it, you not, know? Not just that, but also like, I mean, if I can say it's, it's a, it's, it, it invokes pride in your culture. You know, Bedouins. I mean, yeah. we are a kingdom. And, and yeah. the way it, it's, it's very pro and, and like, it's it's putting it in your face yeah um and invoking that conversation as to we're saudi we're proud we're from the gulf we're proud and let's make this conversation and make you understand why 
Um, so I love it. Yeah. Because I always see that, you know, whenever you go to um, a city, you know, you'd want to try their food, walk in the streets, look at the art. And we have that, you know. So um, my dad has a beautiful selection of Saudi artists. Mm-hmm. And he's been collecting it since the 70s. So we we are a country that has all of those beautiful um, uh, creative community. Um and it's very authentic. It's very, you know, like, because even when, you know, we invite our friends that are not Saudi and they come home and they try my mom's food. And when she makes like a proper Saudi meal, you know, like, wow, the food is so good. And, you know, it's just, you know, there isn't, it's not so, I don't know, all over Instagram, maybe a few yeah. years ago, but alhamdulillah, now it is. Um, but there is that there is that pride for for Jeddah, for Riyadh, for for Saudi, because there is a beautiful culture that I want people to understand, and I do it in one way I know how, and it's through design and fashion and storytelling through the brand. So now that next collection coming up now, end of the month, is the Saudi Dream, mm-hmm. and the Saudi Dream is really a collection that is inspired by everything youth culture in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So it's, it's really one of the about populations of I mean under 30s if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Massive. You know because you know when you come to Jeddah and you go to let's say uh, Med Cafe. Med Cafe is our version of Frame in frame Dubai. Is like a very cool hipster Japanese yeah. cafe. <laughs> very cool place. So in Jeddah that's Med Cafe. Yeah. So all of the creative community are there. So you literally go grab your coffee. You're going to meet the artists and the graphic designers and, you know, you, you know, and you, you see them, you know. Yeah. So there are spots where we connect and it's all homegrown. The owners are Saudi. They um, they roast the, the coffee the in Saudi, the beans. So there is all of these places, but they're just, I feel what's beautiful about all of these concepts and the people that opened it, they're so humble, you know, like they're very humble, like, they don't, I don't know, I feel they don't go all out on Instagram because yeah. they don't care, <laughs> you know, like, because they know when you come, you know, you're going to, it's, it's, you feel the energy, you really feel it. Like if someone posted, they post it, but they're not all out with the whole, you know, social media because Going these concepts are very homegrown. They're very proud of it. And there's so many of them in Saudi, but you know, they're just they're very humble with their with their craft. And I love that, you know, and I feel, um, you know, the same thing in the spaces here in Dubai, for example, like we all go to frame, yeah. you know, you feel frame is very like, you know, it's like how magazine shop was, you know, yeah. very true to your yeah, craft. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I'm not I just doing this because of. It's my I, passion. It's, my, it's really, exactly. and you really feel it. That, yeah. You know, you feel it with the brand out. selection. Like yeah. now we're stocked at frame. The um, way they curate the selections, yes. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Like I even, like when we sit with the buyer there, you know, we know what they like. We know, you know, what is the style. And alhamdulillah, we feel there's a lot of synergy. And uh, we've been stocking last season with them. Okay. Yeah. So um, It's an amazing store. And I, I like that. It's because it's, it's these kinds of stores and these kinds of places which really kind of commence a creative community, give them a place to work and, 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 and to really grow from bottom up rather than top down. Yeah. Um, because that, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of changes that are happening in Saudi, which will make a huge difference. But even it was these homegrown concepts um, that really empower um, the people to kind of come up 
and rise up and give them that chance to like you know what yeah i studied finance but i still have my passion um of of uh of fashion i'm gonna do that and i have the ability and and the platform to be able to do it yeah um so that's amazing so you and i i also love how i mean you're using whatever you know which is fashion to drive that conversation of east meets west um just how um everyone else for us for its its conferences it's it's the way we do our east meets west east meets west um now another question for you would be do you feel the weight of the saudi population being outside and being so giving this each with each collection that you do mm. the message and the story and the narrative you are a storyteller do you feel like and being i mean you just won the grazia award you you do uh, pr as well um do you feel the weight of the saudi population being that you know like you were one of the first people on the in the fashion show the first fashion show that was yeah. that happened in riyadh, in riyadh exactly yeah. so how how is that kind of coming into play um it was really an amazing experience because you know of course my dream ever since i started was i want to have a fashion show in saudi yeah. so it was really a dream to have that in saudi to have um you know for us to showcase our collections in our you know in the country so it was really amazing and i'm sure inshallah more events are going to happen um similar to shows and trunk shows and it's already happening like, like we're doing a lot now um and I, i i feel that alhamdulillah like that's the cool thing is that um we, you know alhamdulillah the brand is going towards an international uh, uh you know audience audience yeah. um like we're selling in london our clients are literally from all over the world but this like the collections that we really dedicate to saudi like bedouins uh bedouins would mostly also honestly the region like it was saudi like it had the nahnu mamlaka mm-hmm. but the word bedouins was really celebrating the region um uh so you know and i really feel that kind of pride from our customers you know like they they're so happy you know when you know like nahnu mamlaka wasn't only just saudis that bought it You know, even, you know, my friends from the UAE bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah. My friends from Oman bought it. You know, it's because um, it's really about sharing that love and, and, and um, you know, one, I'm a Saudi designer. I am, I, I'm showcasing a lot of that pride in my collections. And you feel us as, as, as you know, people in the region and they want to support a regional designer yeah. um they also wear that t-shirt you know because uh, one there's that plain words that one is it's a pride for saudi so we are a kingdom and another meaning would be if you're a woman and you're wearing it you're saying we are a kingdom so like kingdom of women kind of thing yeah. so female empowerment yeah. <laughs> so it can work both ways um so alhamdulillah like i i love when these things happen is that you know even you know for these pieces that are very uh all about saudi pride a lot of people that are not saudi they want to wear it yeah you know because um 
you know, even when, you know, the, you know, whenever, you know, Saudi, you know, like now everyone wants to also come to these cool places in Saudi, like the Al-Ula, this uh, really cool um, space uh, where they had all of the uh, really cool concerts and um, it oh, opens in the December, yeah, yeah, it opens in when the winter, when winter time. So a lot of people went, you know, and it's, so you feel, you know, when you wear a t-shirt, you wear something that has the pride of, uh, you know, a designer made it, she's Saudi, and she has, you know, all of these garments that are inspired by Saudi. So even you, as someone that is going to Saudi, or you visited Saudi for the first time, it's like your token of, oh, I got this from Saudi. You know, so it's like your memory of your time in Saudi, or, you know, because that's really how it is. You know, it's like when you go to uh, New York and you buy a Yankees hat, yeah. even if you've never been to a baseball uh, match, yeah. match, but like, it's really that way of me, um, you know, showing that appreciation and, and pride for our heritage, that even if you're not Saudi, but you went there, you want to go there, and you know, you saw this t-shirt made by Saudi, then you're like, oh, let me get it, and let me get a few for my friends, and you know, of our time here coming for a few days, you know do, what I do mean? Do you see that energy in Jeddah and Riyadh? When yeah, you're... big time. Really? And what, what's cool is that, um, like, talking from, you know, my industry, um, what's amazing that, alhamdulillah, now a lot of boutiques are coming up. Uh, a lot of, you know, the young, you know, the youth. That's why, you know, I was saying that um, the next collection is called Al-Halma Saudi, the Saudi dream. Because, you know, those young girls are really, like, working and they want to do things. And so a lot of fashion boutiques are opening. Um a lot of them, and they're young girls, you know, and um, the buyers are also Saudi. So they're, it's cool that they also know, you know, their clients, um, you know, most of the buyers in Saudi, I know them. They're either um, the, my mom's friends yeah. or, you know, um, what, some of the girls I wasn't with in school. So it's, it has that nice vibe, you know. So alhamdulillah, I'm really happy how, you know, the youth culture is excited and they're working hard. How do you now empower this youth in Saudi? How do you give them the platform that you were able to get for yourself? Um, hmm. Good question. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm designing the clothes. So, I mean, look, I, I, um, like we have a lot of interns now from Saudi. Yeah. A lot. Um, uh, we are now, so I have an office in Saudi, but it's in my house. Okay. So I, I have my own in my parents' house. I have an office, but now we're, we're planning to expand and open a full showroom. So not just an office, nice. but have a showroom. And that way I want to, I want to, of course, hire Saudi girls, you know, to run the space. Um, because you know, whenever they, you know, whenever I have the opportunity, I'm doing pop-ups, um, uh, you know, my my mom's friends would tell them, you know, would tell my mom, you know, my daughter wants to intern with Arwa. You know, I, I try to as much as I can to accommodate for them so that they get to see what exactly happens in a fashion house. Yeah. Um, and alhamdulillah, I feel what they really find as inspiration in my brand is that I am celebrating the heritage. Um, and I'm also uh, delivering that in a very modern way so that even people that are not Saudi would want to wear it, mm -hmm. you know, because, okay, they get the inspiration, there's a Saudi aesthetic, the fabric, the Arabic statements, but at the same time, I can wear this when I'm in London, 
Of course. You and know that, what I mean? That's, again, coming back to the East meets West, right? It's not, yeah. you're not making a kandura or a dishna. You're making something that's very Western, but in a very Saudi yeah. or in a very Eastern way. Um, and I love that. Um, two more questions mm. before we finish. One, there's a huge narrative of women empowerment, working with women. And also the women that you do use, not use, but like you work with. Um, Leila being one, Elisa Sednawi being one. How do you choose these people? How do you choose the narratives around them? Um, and they're very amazing, you know, like inspirational women that you yeah. choose. What's? Could you tell me a little bit more about that um, element of your brand? Um, because it's a core principle. Of, of course. Of, of, of what uh, yeah. Anibani, the suitable woman is. So the brand, like I feel, you know, I choose women that I love to work with. They're women that really inspire me and they do inspire others in the the honesty in their craft um so for example like so the brand ethos really stands for woman empowerment that woman on the run uh the brand is very practical for her so everything is all about functionality and it's it's functional it's practical you wear a suit at the daytime and then at night you know you just go to wherever you want to go, a dinner party. or So it's really about being practical. So even now in Saudi, we have a lot of the abaya selection, even in the Emirates. The abayas are also coats. So you can wear it oh. as a coat when you travel or it would look as a abaya when you put the veil or, you know, when you're... Yeah. Yeah, so it works both ways. Um, so, like, for example, Layla. I met Layla when she was, um, you know she just started her um her jazz nights in um in lbd lbd yes little black door Layla yeah. is also your, she's going to be on the podcast podcast um, so you will know and really when i heard, and i love jazz and when i heard Layla's voice i'm like wow she's this incredible. woman is so, she's so talented, talented yeah. mashallah. mashallah and like when i met her she's very real like she's very honest yeah. very humble um very proud of what she does and she's approachable and I really love that. I love that because that is how you inspire, you know, the youth. You mm-hmm. inspire younger people that look up to you and they want to follow what you're doing. Yeah. They want to, you know, they want to also start to becoming artists or designers. And that's very important. So we met and we just, alhamdulillah, hit it off. And uh, she's very honest with what she does. So I love that. Yeah. Same thing with Eliza Sidnawi. Eliza is a model that I follow for a very long time. Um, and she's just very, she speaks her mind and she's confident and beautiful and she's really a beautiful, strong woman. The work and I that love she's doing that. in Egypt it's amazing. with her foundation. It's I, incredible. It's like, wow. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. She's really honestly such an inspirational like, such an inspiration. Um, so, you know, she's she's really an inspiring woman. I love how she is. She's such a multitasker, like how she is, you know, she's a mother. She's an amazing mom. And um, she's, you know, this beautiful model and, and a philanthropist and also works in fashion. And she's very real when I sit with her, you know, like she's even the way she you know, the way she talks and the way she dresses. She's very, um, she's a really, a, a real, you know, I would say a strong, beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. That's how she is. It's Eliza, you know, like 
You see that when you sit with her. Very natural at the same time. And that's that's beautiful. You know, and I and I feel that is what the brand is about. That's why when we choose women that we want to work with and they become ambassadors for the brand, um, because we always want to work with them, is that they represent that. Like even in most of my lookbooks, we barely put makeup on the models. Mm-hmm. Like rarely. Few times I did the makeup for the model and her hair. They couldn't even get any. <laughs> literally and i don't tell anyone this because you know i'm like you know the photos look amazing and the model is beautiful like she doesn't need a lot on her face i love that you know what so we really even in the lookbooks with the models that we like we have for each um lookbook we we love to have you know that you see the face you see her attitude you see the persona it's not always about you know being having so much going on mm. you know we want to show that this woman is on the run it's really we that's the tagline of the brand the suitable woman she's on the run she has no time so even in my lookbooks i you need to relate to that image i can't have you know a model that has full makeup yeah. on that obviously took maybe more than an hour to do and then i'm telling you this brand is for the woman on the run okay you There's know i'm trying to con- exactly there, yeah. so we like to show that you know women are beautiful and it's all about confidence and that it's all about you know wearing something and doing your hair really quickly and your makeup really fast where you look good you know and you know it's really about you at the end i feel confidence really plays a big role when right. it comes to women love i mean confidence plays a big role everywhere everywhere i struggle so with it you know like it's it's such an important um it's such an important point um do you have any regrets up until this point having like Uh, do you regret going into finance or today are you like (laughs) you know what it's fine i'm I'm glad baba you 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 made me proud you know i now i know how to do invoices and i I still don't know how to fucking do invoices no so bad i'm so bad wow yeah that's that's a lot no honestly no i'm i'm no I, i i'm glad that i got into finance that's for sure yeah but regrets no good love it thank you (laughs) i was hoping that you'd say no um now last question which i ask everyone is give me or tell me about three experiences that have changed you and affected you the most and why Mm. across your life across my life um well i definitely say you know the challenge that i faced um you know as as uh, a young girl that wanted you know fashion so bad and it was in a way out of my reach let's say um education wise yeah um it made me that challenge made me realize how much i wanted mm-hmm. so i really found ways to teach myself you know, because, you know, maybe if it came, I don't know if it was so easy, what would have happened, but it was so difficult, you know, that, uh, I found ways to teach myself, <laughs> you know, like, um, I, I remember I used to use my mother's praying rugs, like her praying scarves, yeah. cause you know, they're very colorful and long mm-hmm. and I used to drape myself with it. You know, this, this, is, literally. This, this is the designer coming into play. I swear to God. <laughs> so without even me knowing that this actually happens in fashion school, like you actually have to drape on a mannequin. <laughs> I did not know that. So it really happened instinct, you know? 
So I used to do that. I take her spring and I just, you know, pin them on myself. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I knew the concept of draping. You know, I was very young and, you know, I just, what I saw, I grasped, you know. So, you know, and, and it's it's important because, you know, when, when I tell people, you know, yes, I grew up in Jeddah at the time, there was no fashion department in Dar al-Hikma at that time. Um, but when you want to do something, you're going to find a way. That's such a beautiful and such an inspirational thing. You know, because there are fabrics, you know, and I use those ha- fabrics that are made in Saudi. I use them in uh, the collections. You know, we yeah. use those sedu fabrics that, you know, was there this whole time. You know, just, I said, you know, why don't I make a hoodie out of it? <laughs> You know, uh, so I was there the whole time, by the way, you know, it's just um, it's really about just doing your what you feel is right. You know, I'm sure a lot of people would have thought, you know, what is she doing? There's a hoodie that is made out of sedu and this sedu is uh, the couch that I have next to my pool, you know, because you it's it's the sedu fabric is also used mostly in furniture. OK, the Arabic jalsat. The diwani, especially yeah. as we call, you know, and that's the same fabric. Like I'm like, just get the sedu and let's, you know, let's make hoodies out of it. In 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 my research, I went through. Um, I don't know which article it was, but you say this thing um, where it, it said there's magic in action. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this is it. You know, you're yeah. you're finding it, and you have a will, and like you're you're doing whatever you need to do, and like slowly but steadily, you made it happen. I so love it. So true. Yeah. Others. Others, um, hmm. So that would be one of them. I think the second one would be, you know, I used to at some point um, hate, not hate, but I used to Very not. Very strong word. I don't know. <laughs> not hate, not hate. But but I I was I was very. Um, um, I was not a very sociable person mm-hmm. growing up. You know, I really was a bit of, um, um, you know, one of those, um, I don't know. You know, we, there was a name for it in school. You know, what what are those, you know, the students that were... Assholes. <laughs> like weirdos. Okay. You know, like I, I used to sometimes think, my God, like, why can't I get along with those girls or... You know, like Reje- I was always no, no, not rejects. That's like that's harsh. you know, like no. I, w- I was one of you know the, you know the very um, mysterious kids. Yeah. You know, like I was, you know, and there were times I'm like, you know, why, why am I like that? Like, why am I, not, you know, playing with everyone? And you know, but now, you know, I realize if I wasn't that person, if I wasn't that child, you know, that was so curious and I'm really observing and I'm you know, really getting inspiration from nature and from music. And, you know, I listened, I used to listen to jazz when I was 10 years old. You know, I used to know what it is to buy a record and listen to an old record. I used to buy them from flea markets. You know, I was really an old soul at a very young age. So if I wasn't like that, if I, but there were times, you know, I'm like, you know, it would be cool that, you know, I'm part of the, the cool kids group. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I wasn't, you know, because if you if you're an A student in art class and literature, yeah. you know, you're never going to be part of the popular kids group. You know, no. you're just weird. But it's good that you weren't. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's honestly, I, I completely agree with you. Just exactly the way we were discussing. Like I was the same. I was the same. Yeah. I, I, you know, m- most most people that are very crafty, 
I guess we're like that. So we, yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, you know, like that's, that's something I would say that was a challenge because, you know, um, in, in school and even university, you know, it was a challenge, you know, because I, I really wanted fashion. I wanted to be a designer, you know, and then, you know, the principals in school and my teachers would be like, listen, you're failing your class, you know, like you're not an amazing finance student, you know, and I felt really bad, you know, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? I don't want to be an F student, yeah. you know what I mean? But, but, you know, it was very challenging. Like no one really understood what I was going through. You know what I yeah. mean? Except maybe one, pro- she was a professor at literature. His name was Dr. Khawla. I'll never forget her. I was an A student in literature, but then I would, I was a C, F student in most of my, my finance, finance classes. classes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I used to feel really, but you know, I wish there was maybe, it was a challenge because it wasn't really like, an, you know, someone understood what I was going through. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I really feel, and I, 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 I remember this all the time, the more I fell in love with fashion, the more lonely I felt because it is such a big world that, you know, connects with a person on, you know, um, you know, you look at these women, those models they are so confident in those covers, you know? So when you're a young girl and you look at that, you're like, I want that. When you look at designers, you know, making these beautiful garments and you wear it and you feel amazing. That's just a whole, it really is a whole other world. Mm -hmm. And when you're into that and there's no, you don't have people around you that get what you're feeling. It's very hard. I completely agree. You know what I mean? Powering through when you literally feel like you're alone. I mean, it's it's one of those difficult things. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, but alhamdulillah, like my mom was there to understand, you know, my passion very much, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, I guess that was the second one. And then challenges. Um, Experiences. Anything, it doesn't need to be a challenge. Something that's affected you. Um. I definitely also say um, an experience that affected me. Um, I think, wow, you're really making me look back now. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) An experience that affected me. Um, I'd say that was also my first um my first um class in london college of fashion um you know it was the first time that okay yeah i love fashion this whole time but i never really learned the skill you know to it was my first experience to learn under a professor and you know we're learning how to sketch and drape and overwhelmed or underwhelmed in this particular class because like this is something that you've been dreaming about yeah and finally you're sitting and you're like fuck this is shit yeah did you you have a moment or was it everything that you were hoping for um it's it's very you know it's 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 up and down like you feel everything you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's you feel excited then you feel really stressed and you're you know um because it's interesting like you're learning under a professional and he's teaching you what to do you know, so, and how to get your vision out with fabric. You know what I mean? So, um, I'll definitely not forget that because that experience showed me that one, 
um, what I've been wanting this whole time. And now that I'm actually learning how to do it and that when I'm learning these techniques and those skills and, you know, I'm just getting this piece of fabric and it comes, it's a dress all of a sudden, um, a beautiful dress, you know, that people tell you, I want to, it's, it's incredible. You know, it's really, really amazing. I'd also say an experience that really, really changed uh, me completely also was my first fashion show in Riyadh. Because, you know, it hit me at that moment. Um, I just had my fashion show in Riyadh, in yeah. Saudi Arabia. In hometown. In hometown. No, not, not home, hometown. Jeddah, sorry. yeah. But home country. Yeah. Being a Saudi designer, one of the first fashion shows. I mean, wow. It was really, I'll, I'll never forget that. Because, it, you know, I was even crying, like, backstage, you know. And they were like, you have to go out. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, that collection was so important to me. I really wanted to put, um, you know, I really wanted to show the world the beauty of my heritage. I want to show the world. This was Bedouins. It was really a collection that, you know, I really enjoyed designing. And it was my way of saying, Saudi's awesome. And I'm going to show you a piece of it in my collection. (laughs) You know, because I used Saudi fabrics. You know, I made women wear a futa. You know what I mean? And people thought, I'm sure, what's that? But we sold so much, alhamdulillah, from that futa. A lot of girls actually wanted to wear it. It wasn't just a runway piece that was for fun. We actually got a lot of orders. And it was a sedu fabric that is made hand-woven in Saudi. Saudi. You also have it in Emirates. You have it in Oman. Um, And it's made by, you know, local artisans. And um, it was really so much pride for me. You know, when, you know, it was an Italian model walking the runway wearing We Are a Kingdom, you know, and so that... Powerful. East you know? meets West. <laughs> like, I love it. And that photo was everywhere. It was from... It went to New York Times, Grazia, UK, Vogue, uh, US. Everyone reposted that image of that futa with that We Are a Kingdom t-shirt, you know? And I'm like, this is major, you know, because it was really... I'm showing that... I'm a Saudi woman. I'm a Saudi designer. I'm really inspired by my Saudi culture. But at the same time, the brand is international that if you're not Arab, you can also relate to it and wear it because the aesthetic is very modern. The silhouettes are modern um, and practical to wear, you know? I love it. East meets West. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Arwa. Thank you. It's honestly been a pleasure (laughs) speaking (laughs) to you and getting to know all of these stories. Thank Thank you you, so much. Thank you.